Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. It's AKA Radio Red in the house. Nice to be here. I can't believe we're almost done with August. Many of us didn't think we'd get through 2019 and 2021, and we're barreling toward the end of 2022, and there so we go. So I have two very special guests. Unfortunately, my other two guests couldn't make it, but we'll talk about them later. My engineer is Gabe today. He's a one-name wonder, just like Josh, who couldn't be here today. This is August 29th, the 241st day in 2022, the Gregorian calendar. Shout out to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever your mommy called you, because we're still using your calendar and it works for us. There are 124 days left in 2022 in case you're going to buy something special for New Year's Eve or you're going to make some whiskey in the still out back, right, Nancy? Or you're going to do Kahlua in the sink in the garage, right, Suzanne? You got to start now. It's getting late. Or you're going to buy some special wine online. The liquor store shelves will be empty, virtual or real. So do that. It's the 35th Monday of the year and nobody cares about that except me. And we have to do our shout out. We do this every Monday on the count of three. I want my two special guests who have not been introduced yet, but they're wonderful and they're going to do this for me on the count of three. We're going to say hello, L, L, L. One, two, three. Hello, L, L, L. Every week I say that was the best. And you know something? That was absolutely in sync. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's been doing this every Monday night at 8.01 p.m. I will get an email and she will say, here's what Suzanne said on the show. Here's what Nancy said on the show. She'll give me a little synopsis of what you said, what she gleaned from what you said, and uh, she will enjoy it. I know that very much. So thank you. And I'll get to you in one second here. We just entered the Western Zodiac of Virgo. Virgo is the sixth astrological sign, spans 150th to 180th degrees of the zodiac, if that means something to you. The sign is associated with, in Greek mythology, Astraea, A-S-T-R-A-E-A. That's a lot of vowels. She was the last immortal to abandon Earth at the end of the Silver Age when the gods fled to Olympus, hence the sign's association with Earth. There we go. So let's see who we've got with us today. And wave your hand when I call you. Suzanne Martin-Jones is here. Hi, Suzanne. I met her at the Publicity Summit, where I meet 99.9% of my guests. I don't know what happened to the other 0.1%. She's a business owner. She's a certified coach. Her resume is 12 pages long because she's done so much. She's a trained facilitator, and her mission is to transform the workplace for the next generation, helping to bring passion back. And Suzanne, welcome, and you'll be giving us a full bio in a minute. So wave hello to everybody on Facebook. There she is. I'm trying to, let me get this started here. Facebook, come on. It now makes me click the go arrow. There we are. Okay, we're on. Good. Probably we're all along. And then let's see what we've got here. We've got, oh my goodness, we have got Nancy Deutsch. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You did. Thank New you. New York Deutsch. She, was, she and I are both Queens girls, but she kept the accent and I gave it up at birth. So not, not. Nancy is an LCSW licensed clinical social worker and she's a CH with a small T. She'll tell us later what that is. She's an intuitive breakthrough expert and the founder and producer, get this, of a new show on W4WN, the imp- inspired and empowered living TV show. And she helps people go to the next level of everything 
everything that's important, including income, intuition, and impact. I'm most interested in impact, Nancy. The okay. two people we couldn't have with us today are Faith Keogh is a nurse and the founder of the Faith Kenya Mission, providing clean water and sanitation, as well as to help alleviate literacy challenges to eradicate generational poverty. And her daughter, Tomi Dobbs, who's a fourth grader, who's leading the student initiative in the Faith Kenya mission and believes kids can help and support each other and make a difference in each other's lives. They've had a serious illness in the family just happened about 30 minutes ago and they had to bail out on the show. But Tommy and Faith, we are sending our love and hopes that whoever it was, some, somebody's, I think it's the grandma is ill and we hope that she is feeling much better. So my show today, we're calling this Read My Lips Up lifting creativity, because I think that's what my guests do. So let's go around the table. It's a small table today, but we're going to go around. Suzanne Martin-Jones, I'm going to take a risk. We've been having some neck freezing problems <laughs> in the past month, and it's getting tiresome. I'm going to take a risk and put you on speaker view very sporadically so we don't lock you out. But just keep talking in case the screen freezes. And would you please, Suzanne, do us the honor. I gave just a one-sentence synopsis of your bio, and we'd love to know more about you. I know you have a very interesting career. And what's your passion for creativity? Suzanne, welcome to Read My Lips. Thank you very much, Red. It's exciting to be here. Um, I love the conversation of creativity. It's a great place to start. What does creativity uh, mean to me? And so I'll give you a little bit of background on me from a creative perspective. I actually have a mix of creativity in the sense that my father is an artist and own a graphic design company. So very creative on that side. But I also come from a family of educators and more practical careers like nursing. Um, and my career also has a mix because I was a, a marketing professional for many, many years and had that really creative side of work. But I also worked in financial services for over 20 years, which I call the practical side of work. Um, and I think for me, having that blend of practicality and creativity um, really showed me how important it is to bring creativity to work. And um, I think we all know the last couple of years have been extremely hard on the workforce, particularly around burnout, isolation, working from home, and, and really how is how can we bring creativity back to the workforce? What can we do to spark more interesting goals, get people empowered and passionate about the work that they do every day, which is really what my focus is on. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. And you're right. It has been very interesting. The workforce has been turned inside out, upside down on our heads, on our butts, whatever. Uh, people had to learn how to do remote. Companies had to deal with protecting their intellectual property and their, their secure information, right? People had to learn how to deal with family at home in the next room, in the same room. How do you get a secure yeah. line? What are you allowed to say and not how to say? People had Zoom burnout and whatever other teleconferencing app they were using. I never had Zoom burnout. I've been working online and visually for years, remotely for years and years and years. So for me, it was like, yay, everybody come into the pool and join me in the party. But I know people who say they're just so tired of having to have people. We've seen the famous videos of people, kids and spouses walking in the room when somebody was trying to do a conference. So it has certainly been. And I think creativity, Suzanne, in the past couple of years has been reduced to survival. How, how do you survive? How do you keep your job and keep your sanity while you're trying to do it in ways you never thought you had to? So you and I have a lot to talk about. Thank you so much for joining me. And let's go to Nancy Deutsch. Nancy, Hello. Girl. Hey. hey. Thank you, Red. Nice to see you. Come, come. Get, let's have your bio. Tell us a little bit about what you do and 
You have some extra special talent. So tell us. Thank you. I am a licensed clinical social worker for over 30 years, a certified hypnotherapist. That's what the CHT is. And a CMT, which actually is certified to train people to do hypnosis and an intuitive breakthrough expert. And what that really means is, is I clear clogs. <laughs> okay. Are you a plumber? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the way, let me, let me just say the way, if you can imagine that we are pipelines to and from the divine, and then we have these big hairballs of limiting beliefs and emotions that clog your pipeline. So it will clog it with intuition, like you'll get clogged so that you can't get intuitive hits. And also it can clog you creativity, creatively. So I clear the clogs. And what happens is as I help people clear their clogs, and some people have called me spiritual Drano, and... <laughs> And I help clear the clogs so that people can really connect more deeply to their intuition, their creativity, and their income and their impact to really help change the world. I love working with change makers, people who are uh, teachers, leaders, healers, and people that are here to make a big difference in the world, coaches. I mean, there's so many different and of course, therapists. I love therapists and, and mental health professionals. So, thank you, Nancy. Very, very interesting. I hope I didn't sound rude when I said you're pl- like a plumber. And it's okay because I, I that's the way I want people to visualize it because because it's such a good visualization of what what we need to do in order to. Well, it's real. It's tangible. We know we know who a plumber is. But when you said hairballs, and then when you said Drano, I said, I guess I didn't say anything wrong, right, Suzanne? Because she's, <laughs> she's saying the same thing. Very. I've never quite heard that. Is there any disconnect between being an LCSW and being an intuitive? And and uh, Nancy, is there anything that not at all? What happened? But go ahead, tell me about it. Well, what what is wonderful for me is that I am combining my counseling, coaching, and intuitive abilities, and I bring it all together so that when I'm working with a client or when I'm working with people or speaking or teaching or healing, because I also believe creativity comes to me through the healing work that I do. And when I'm doing that, I'm using all the skills, all the tools from the many, many years of work over the, t- over the time that I've been doing all the things that I've been doing. Very interesting. Well, that's a that's a, a field that you intuitive is a field that some people say, oh, stay away from me. And other people say, bring it on. I know the world is just made up of energy, right? And we're all this force and it's what, what it's our bodies, it's our minds, it's our, uh, the law of attraction. I just, I'm moving and I just gave away about 150 books and The Secret was one of them. I did read it. Yeah. And I, I don't know anybody else that I know who wanted to read it or they already had. So I gave it, I remembered law of attraction and the vibrations in the universe and thinking positively yes. and not giving the universe anything negative to grab onto and to make happen. So that's, that's what I learned from that. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting, the two of you. And I know we're, we're already having a good conversation. We're already good friends. So um, let's go to your opening quotes. I've asked you, as I do every week, ask my guests to find a quote from a 
fictional character in a movie or a TV show, or just a song lyric, something that really resonates with you about creativity, but it doesn't have the word creativity in it. I do this on my business shows under another name, but I tell people, don't, if we're talking about digital digitalization, if we're talking about sustainability, don't get a quote with that word in it. Yeah, we're going to get a movie with a sustainability. I don't think so. But then they come up with really interesting quotes like, you can't handle the truth. Jack Nicholson, right? Colonel Nathan Jessup in the courtroom scene and a few good men. And then they really, and we just froze. Of course we did. Yes. Okay. I'm going to keep on going. See, my screen freezes. And that's what happens when you get power outages or weren't expecting. Ladies, just say yes. If you can still hear me, Suzanne, Nancy. Yes. 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 Good. Okay. We're going to move on. Suzanne, it will come back to you in a second, but I'm going to read the quote. There we go. See, it's just like magic. It's just one of those little try to upset me. This is Monday night. I'm radio red. Nothing can get to me. There you go. Okay. So Suzanne has picked a quote from Jack Dawson played by the captivating Leonardo DiCaprio, the movie Titanic, Sail Away or Not, 1997 American epic romance and disaster film. I've never heard Suzanne. Of, I know they combine genres. It's a dramatic comedy, thriller, mystery, death movie. Oh, we froze again. But anyway, this is epic romance and disaster. And I've never heard it quite put that way. So here is the quote, Titanic, of course, directed, produced, co-edited by James Cameron, historical and fictionalized aspects, the accounts of the sinking of the RMS Titanic. And the two lead characters were Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, Jack Dawson. And I don't know if you know, but um, they considered Matthew McConaughey, Chris O'Donnell, Billy Crudup, and Stephen Dorff, I don't know who he is, were considered, but Cameron said they were too old. Tom Cruise was asked to play this part, but he wanted too much money. Jared Leto was offered it, and he refused. Jeremy Sisto did screen tests and didn't make it. DiCaprio was all of 21 years old at the time, so he was age appropriate, according to Cameron. But he read his first line, and he didn't want to do it. I don't like it. I'm not going to read it. And James Cameron said he read it once and he started goofing around and I could never get him to focus on it again. But for one split second, a shaft of light came down from the heavens. Somebody, I'm getting feedback on your mic. Shaft of light came down from the heavens and lit up the forest. And Cameron said to Leo DiCaprio, I'm not going to make this guy brooding and neurotic. That's for you, Nancy. I'm not going to give him a tick and a limp and all the things you want. Okay, and so he decided to play the character. But Jack Dawson, while fictional, after they did the movie, they discovered a grave in Nova Scotia where some of the real Titanic, uh, the people who didn't survive, were buried. This is for you, Suzanne. And there was a J. Dawson in one of those graves. And it turns out it was one of the engine room trimmers, whatever. That must be somebody who trimmed back the engine. Joseph Dawson was married, was buried there. Interesting. So here's the quote. I'm getting to it. Sorry for all of that. I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. Suzanne, what does this have to do with creativity? I love the quote. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that quote, too. I love the movie. We actually watch it annually. It's a family thing. We watch Titanic annually, but I love that movie. And one of the things about it is about that character. So it's interesting, the background on, on um, the character itself, because Jack Dawson was an extremely positive person um, who really did look at everything good in life, even though he came from a, um, a harder background and he had some struggles, he found the good in life. And that was what made 
him such an amazing character and such a great combination with Rose, who uh, was trapped in a life she wasn't happy with. So I uh, love the love story. But what it means to me from a creative perspective is, you know, if life's a gift and you don't want to waste it, how do you make the most of the gifts that you're given? How do you bring the best to work? How do you bring the best to your life? And um, when I think about the workplace and some of the struggles, have you ever heard the expression, oh, I'm stuck in a soul sucking job? And you think, <laughs> about and you think I've about heard, it. I've heard take this job and shove it. That's yep. the one I've heard. Go ahead, please. Well, and there's lots of those expressions which make you think, you know, people that are settling for jobs that they don't like or careers that they're not happy with. Um, I worked out the the numbers, you know, even in a 40 hour work week, you're talking about 36% of your working time of your time that you're awake is spent at work. And so how do you really make sure that you don't have a soul sucking job and that you're not wasting your time in a job you don't love. So that for me is really kind of his advice to us is, you know what, don't waste your life, do something that you love. And uh, that's what I brought forward is my creative side of, of uh, what I got from that quote. I like that. And I'll tell you, I was in a job once that was torturous and I wanted to wait till five years passed because I would have been invested in the IRA or whatever it was that was coming, the, the uh, investment plan. And I waited until about five years and three days. And the last couple months were so hard with the woman who was the boss of me and everybody. And she was the boss of us. Let me tell you, secretary to the president, rose through the ranks, lots of big dresses and mink coats, ran roughshod over everybody in the company, insulted, rude, canceled. I didn't get a review in five years. She 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 ran to HR. She put my review in the trash every year. She wouldn't, wouldn't do it. No, no raise in five years. Anyway, um, it was very interesting. But I learned, I put a calendar, Suzanne, on the wall of my, my apartment in my kitchen in the last three months. And every day that I made it out alive at the end of a day, I'd cross off that date and know I had one fewer day to stay there. But I took decided to take something away from that job. And I learned how to be a really, really sharp editor. I was doing a lot. I wrote the annual report. I was doing newsletters for the bank. It was a bank. Uh, I was doing a lot of events, but she was a crackerjack editor and she would redline everything I wrote. After I left at 457, Nancy, to catch go to Penn Station and come back, two-hour commute, and unair-conditioned Penn Station in the middle of the summer, she would say, where were you? I was at your desk at 4.57. Where were you? It's like I've been here since 6.45 in the morning. Doesn't matter. You weren't here at 5 o'clock. I came. Anyway, she'd redline my stuff, and I learned her method of editing, which was pretty darn good. And I learned to be a brutally good editor. And that's what I took away, Suzanne, other than never be a B-I-T-C-H for the people who work for you. And I work for myself now, so nobody else is. But anyway, it was interesting. I decided to take something from that miserable experience. And I would hope that as miserable as some jobs are, that people can find one little nugget to take with you when you leave a job, even if it was torture. Okay, we're yeah. going to move on. Thank you. Suzanne, was that okay what I said? Yeah, right? that's fantastic. Yeah, it, very, very interesting. Yep. Okay. She married the president after the banking department <laughs> shut them down. It was just brutal. Anyway, never mind. I didn't say any of that. I'm in a mood tonight. Nancy Deutsch. Nancy, you spell your name with an I instead of a Y. Can I ask, how did that happen? Is that you or did your mom do that? No, it's legally I'm still a Y, but I am, I like coming out as an I. <laughs> to me, it just expresses me in a different way. It makes me a little bit different than every other Nancy with a Y. 
I like that. And my real name, well, you all know my real name. I use the middle initial D to differentiate me from all the other, <laughs> you know, right, right. something D. <laughs> yes, we'll leave that alone. Okay. You have picked for your quote from, let's see, we've got from Believe in You on the Touch by an Angel soundtrack, a song by Amanda Marshall. This is back in 1998. Amanda Meta, M-E-T-A, like the metaverse. How interesting. Talk about Mommy Piggy, a good name, Marshall. Born in 1972, I get to call her a kid. That's okay. Canadian pop rock singer, three studio albums, certified diamond in Canada, three times platinum and platinum, known for her single Birmingham, which made number three in Canada, and the only song she sang to reach the U.S. charts. In autumn 1999, she went on a European tour with Whitney Houston and that was the my love is your love world tour believe in you which is the song I'm going to do a quote from in a second was featured on an episode of touched by an angel and the tv series soundtrack what a beautiful series that was and on the 2002 direct-to-video film Kermit's Swamp Years isn't that an elegant title she co-wrote a song right here all along with Carol King. Did you know that, Nancy? I didn't know any of that. It was fascinating. <laughs> and she, and Carol King, did the back de- background <clears throat> vocals, and it was nominated. She was nominated as best songwriter at the 2000 Juno Awards. And here's the line: I believe. I hope I don't cry. I believe in you. I can't even count the ways that I believe in you. And all I want to do is help you to believe in you. <sighs> Suzanne, you're getting chills from that yeah. one. Yeah, well, yours yours awesome. was the same. Yours was a chill quote too. Also, Nancy, talk to me. Go ahead. Well, I just love that album, and I would use it as inspiration. <laughs> I grew up um, with a lot of trauma. I had um, um, all kinds of. I had anxiety and low self esteem, and when I would would hear that song, I felt like God was singing it to me. To, to 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 let me know that 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 God or or the angels or the universe believes in me and then I want to give that to to others and I actually had a show called healing and inspiration back years ago it was a terrestrial radio station and I was on for like five or six months and I I used that as my theme song and and it was called healing and inspiration and to me it's about um feeling inspired by god or the angels and then giving that out to others because i really like when i i see a soul a person's soul and i know that they have a destiny every single person out there has a destiny to be fulfilled and i believe that we're all here to live our destiny and 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 make it happen. And it's just clearing and healing in order to make that come true. That's lovely. Thank you very much. That's very, very sweet. Touched by an Angel was a, a wonder. Was it Della Reese in that show? Yes, Della Reese and um, the, the, the Irish, Irish Irish girl. Yes, I can't remember her name. Um, it wasn't uh, show. Uh, and, and Andy was it? Um, I'll have to. I'll have to look. Yeah, you definitely yeah. find that out because I'm. It's now bothering. Yeah, me. I can't remember, but anyway, it was a it was a lovely show. Very, very. Gen- Suzanne, did you watch Touched by an Angel? Do you remember it? 
I did not watch it, but I heard lots of great things about it. It was a nice show, very gentle, and it was a, an approach for the hereafter and and who was an angel and what were they doing from us, for us, with us, by us, around us, all of that good stuff. Thank you, Nancy. That's very, very interesting. Uh, I do get to call Amanda a kid because 1972, I think we can all say that, yeah. Okay, so what I'd like to do is do some famous birthdays, and then we're going to go to your creativity statements. And We have plenty of time. So uh, a couple of I found a whole bunch of, I'll call them in memoriam birthdays. A lot of famous people in entertainment were born today and they're no longer with us. Nancy, that's right up your alley, right? Okay. But I want to give you the ones who are still alive. Elliot Gould, the actor, very prolific, very interesting. I saw a picture of him. He looks really old. He's all white hair now. 83. Mazel tov, Elliot Gould. Happy birthday. Rebecca de Mornay, remember from Risky Business? That was one of Tom Cruise's early movies. She's 62 now. There you go. Carla Gugino, the uh, Italian actress, is 50. And Michelle, Leah Michelle, who was on, um, what was that? Uh, Glee. She was Glee. on Glee. Very, very talented. Right. She's 35 today, growing up. Now I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven who are no longer with us, but very famous. And tell me if you have any memories of them. I'll start out with the most obvious one. Michael Jackson was born today in 1958. Wow. And I yeah. remember the day he passed. What Do you have any favorite Michael Jackson songs, Suzanne? Oh, Thriller, for sure. Yes. I like Billie Jean, actually. I still think that <laughs> Billie Jean is not my... Yeah. Nancy, any favorite Michael Jackson? Man in the Mirror. Ma oh, yeah. Man in the I Mirror. I love that song because yeah. that's what it's about. It's about changing ourselves to change the world. He was really something. He was quite the performer. Very talented. I didn't get into all the other stuff they were talking about. I know. Not, I know. not important to me. I wanted to see him as a performer. Okay. Charlie Yardberg Parker. Yardbird Parker, also called Bird, jazz musician, born today in 1920, only lived till 1955. That, wow, I didn't know he died that young. American alto saxophone composer, band leader, a lyric artist generally considered the greatest jazz saxophonist. How about that? And I had a friend in Great Neck. I was a writer. I was an assistant editor for the Great Neck Record. Nancy got a kick out of that. And I got to interview a gentleman named Bill Gottlieb. And Bill Gottlieb wrote a jazz calendar. He designed it. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who, um, he started out as a reporter for some newspaper and they told him, go report on XYZ. And he did, he, they didn't have a photographer to send. So he went and bought, I think, a used black and white camera. He photographed Billie Holiday. You know the famous Billie Holiday stamp? Yeah. Bill Gottlieb did that photograph. And he built a business around photographing jazz people. And he became a friend after I wrote an article called Happy Birthday, Bill Gottlieb and All That Jazz. And oh, I got to go to his home and met him and his wife. She was a, a documentarian, something like that, an archivist for, for Nassau County on Long Island. And um, he invited me to the Village Gate as his guest to see a show. And he invited me to meet his photography developer who did the processing on these beautiful pictures. And the, the stamps and his posters were almost full full size length in the entry to the village gate wow. we saw a show it was it was quite a privilege but charlie yardberg parker is one of the pages in bill gottlieb's calendar I, and he wrote did books as well and i remember he said there was a famous judge and they were looking suzanne you get a kick out of this they were looking for a date for a trial and the judge opened to bill gottlieb's jazz calendar and he said Oh, I'm on the Charlie Yardberg Parker 
I keep saying Berg, Yardbird, Parker Page. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's go on the day after Parker's birthday, something like that. And he was referencing, yeah, I'm, I'm, he was looking at Charlie Parker in the calendar that Bill Gottlieb had, and he used that as a reference. It became a famous quote. Anyway, so Charlie Parker has a page in that calendar and in the book, and that's how I learned about him. Ingrid Bergman was born today, 1915. Swedish actress, and they say it was her natural charm, her freshness, her intelligence and her vitality. Isn't that lovely? They don't describe actresses like that anymore. Charm, freshness, intelligence, and vitality. I don't think I've ever heard of an actress described that way anymore. Yeah, that's so-and-so. Made her the image of sincerity and idealized womanhood. She was one of the cinema's biggest stars. She appeared in classics, Casablanca, 1942, and Notorious in 1946. Gene Wilder was born on this day. The comic actor played neurotic characters, you know, Charlie, in the Chocolate Factory, and what wasn't he in? I think he was in Young Frankenstein. He was born on this day in 1993, and he was married to Gilda Radner. Everybody remember her from SNL? Yes. yes. And then yeah. Lee Marvin, do you remember him? The epitome of rugged American actress. He was a cinematic tough guy. Uh, he was, it, uh, he was born on this day in 1924, passed away in 87. Ed Asner. Remember Ed Asner? Uh-huh. He played the gruff newsroom editor on the Mary Tyler Moore show and lots of, he was born in 29 and lived till 2021. We just lost him last year. Dinah Washington, the wonderful jazz and blues singer, gospel influence, born on this day. She was Lee Marvin's sister. Well, she was born in 1940, 1924, the same day. I'm only joking. And somebody else who was household name, Isabel Sanford, born in 1917. That was the year my mom was born, lived till 2004. She played Louise Wheezy Jefferson on the Jefferson's TV. Remember Isabel Sanford? What a, what a character. What an interesting, a couple of uh, history, music history on this day in 1958, George Harrison joined the Quarrymen and guess what they became the Quarrymen, you know, which group they became? The Beatles. That's right. And on Love this, the Beatles. There you go. And on this day in 1958, same day, Cliff Richard and the Drifters released a so- single song called Move It. And it was his debut single. It was credited as the first British rock and roll song. Interesting. Um, let's see. I have a couple more. In 1966, on this day in history, the Beatles' last public concert was before a crowd of 25,000. And guess what, Suzanne and Nancy? There were 7,000 seats that were unsold. I cannot even imagine that. It was Candlestick Park in San Francisco. On this day in 1982, one of my favorite songs, Steve Miller, his Abracadabra, remember that? Hit number one. On this day in 92, Irish rock band U2 played the first of two sold-out nights at Yankee Stadium, Bronx, New York. And in 1994, in the state, the British band Oasis released their debut album, Definitely Maybe. I like that. I think that would be a good, um, Nancy, that would be a good thing in therapy. Is it, are you yes or you no? No, I'm a definitely a maybe. That's the (laughs) fastest selling album ever in the UK. Today, two holidays, more herbs and less salt. Just absorb that, please, ladies. And it's National Lemon Juice Day. Pucker up. There we go. So there, thank you for indulging me with those. Let's go back to what we're going to do with your statements about creativity. Suzanne, I'm just going to pick one and ask you to expand it. We still got a half hour. It's just the three of us. So let's, let's just talk, uh, expand it a little bit. And then I'll pick one from Nancy. I'll read it instead of putting it in the chat and then just talk about it. So Suzanne says, I believe creativity is about freedom of expression and being empowered to drive meaningful change in the world, change that comes from the heart. Suzanne, give me a little bit about that, please. 
Yeah, I think that it, um, you know, when it comes to creativity, it really is about that freedom of expression, being able to not be confined in the way you're thinking, not being confined in the way you do things. Um, in many ways, being creative is your ability to solve a problem in perhaps a different way that somebody else solved it before. And um, I don't think people realize how stifling it is when you're actually not allowed to do things in the way you want to do it. And so when creativity gets stifled or your problem solving gets stifled, that's when I think uh, a lot of people are unhappy. So how do you really think outside the box and think of different ways of doing things? I can get excited, you know, even if I'm putting together, I'm analyzing numbers and I put together a spreadsheet in a, in a different way than I might have thought of doing it. Who would ever think that's creative because you're dealing with numbers? But is. there is a creative side to that. There's a creative side to, you know, reorganizing your drawers in your house as you want to, you know, tidy and clean things up. So I think I've always found this way of being creative in sort of anything you do, which is really solving problems. Um, but that only happens if you're empowered to, to come up with the solutions on your own. I've found that being creative can create problems because when I was working for a major bank, not the one I mentioned before, a major bank in downtown New York, I used to take my silk scarves and instead of putting them as a liner inside my, my suit jacket, women were very dressed up in those days. Okay. They were very expensive clothes to work and I just always looked nice. And I was the first one there at 7.15 in the morning and I left at five because I had a long commute and they all expected me to stay till six or seven. No, I got a daughter at home. We're going to go up dinner together. Okay. I used to take my scarf, Suzanne, and I used to put it around my hair like this or tie it in a bow on the side, beautiful silk scarf. And I used to wear jackets, not fancy suit jackets, a nice sports jacket. Sometimes it was a hound check and it had sometimes little rhinestones in it. Oh my God, lit a fire. They told my boss, who was a guy who couldn't even keep his shirt tucked in, nothing lewd about that. He just couldn't keep his shirt tucked into his pants all day. So he looked like a slob. They <laughs> said, take her basically into your office and tell her we don't do that here. She needs to have a dress for success course. She needs to talk to HR. They took me basically behind the, the partitions in the office and they said, you don't fit here. Now, I was a brilliant marketing professional doing stuff nobody had ever done, Suzanne. But the way I dressed, my creativity sparked a lot of negativity in the department among a bunch of people. And they told me I have to talk to HR and get a class in how do you dress for success. It was that important. And the guy who was telling me that was the boss and couldn't keep his together. It was, it was hysterical. Poor guy. He was really a poor guy. As a matter of fact, this is a major bank downtown. I won't tell you what, but they moved to Brooklyn to Metro Tech, Nancy. You probably know where that is in Brooklyn. And who do you think they asked? Suzanne, you're going to love this. Who do you think they asked to run a welcome to Metro Tech event for the whole, our whole department cash management? Who do you think? We're talking a couple of hundred employees. Who do you think they asked to put together a creative welcome to Brooklyn event? Mar Suzanne? Hmm? Are you asking for a person or a role? Are you asking for you to look at me and say, me, I'm the one who they asked. And guess well, there what? There you go. Guess what? I hired a Bette Midler lookalike, and she didn't want anybody to know that she was actually a trainer for the bank. She, she did all kinds of executive training. She was a balabusta. Nancy knows what that is. Balabusta, and she had red hair, and she had a little bit of a zoptic look, and she looked just like Bette Midler. And she, we had 
four of my executives. We did a party in Brooklyn. I had Sabrette hot dog carts brought in. We did cream soda. We did Junior's cheesecakes. I designed the event. So many people thought she was Bette Midler. They went up and asked her what it was like to be in certain movies. I kid you not. And I broke all the rules, Suzanne. I had her lead four of my executives with tinfoil, different color tinfoil, grass skirts. They were still dressed in their suits. And... um, wigs uh, like hair coming down it we put it over their heads and they were her harlot backup singers for chapel of love and i got away with that and that was about two weeks before they moved to brooklyn and i left the company i quit because i didn't want to commute to brooklyn but the kid who wore the thing in her hair and the sparkles on her jacket was the one who was asked to do an event for the whole department and i really did it up so there there suzanne you're right empower Give, give somebody a little bit and stop telling them what they're doing wrong and just let them go do it. It was, it was an event to knock your socks off. I got to tell you, Nancy, I'm looking at creativity number one. My, uh, my document is freezing here, but I have them all in front of you. I'm going to go with one for you, Nancy. You say creativity is allowing yourself to express what is in your heart and sharing yourself in a sacred way. Now the screen is frozen. It'll come back. Nancy, talk. Let's see what you have to say, please. What I, what I feel is when we're expressing ourselves, um, our expression is sacred. It is because it's, and when it's coming from our heart, it's, it's a very important and special expression for us. So whether, whatever way we are choosing to express, and I love what Suzanne said, that creativity can be anything like clearing, um, doing the drawers, or it it doesn't matter because that expression and how we're doing it is all about being able to express from your heart. And I feel, I feel that when we do that, we're, it's, it's sacred and it's really important and it's really powerful. And I think that it's, it's allowing ourselves to be inspired and empowered. That's my brand. That's why I love Inspired and Empowered Living. And that's the TV show that I have. And it's really about bringing that creativity and that expression from your heart out so that you can allow yourself to live more fully and bring out the joy. Because when we're expressing, we're in joy. I like that. Suzanne, what'd you think? You like that one? Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to, and by the way, Nancy, I have to ask, you said you did terrestrial radio for a while. May I ask what station was it? Long Island? Yeah. WGBB. Honey, I was the drive time host on WGBB tonight for about 10 years. I wrote the PSAs and I preceded Mickey B's Prince of Rock and Roll show. I was the girl who went from the after the daytime Chinese language programming into the pay for play at night, which was vanity programming. No offense. That's what we used to. I was the one they brought in and I did it for free just to get radio experience. Every Friday, I trudged on the Long Island Expressway in traffic. I had a job in Whitestone working for a big company. I had to go in traffic. It took me two and a half hours. I went all the way out there. And then when GBB moved to Merrick, I was the first voice on the air, even though there was nothing set up in the studio. It was a rainstorm, and there were three inches of water on the on the parkways wow. to get there from Great Neck. I was the voice, the first voice on the air at 6 o'clock that Monday night when they moved to Merrick. Wow. Yes, that's so cool. That's very oh, that cool. Was so cool. I, I did. I, my show was short lived during that time um, when it was already in Merrick. 
Okay. Um, uh, Joey Alcaris was the manager, right? Yes. 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 I know Joey <laughs> this is very like a well. blast from the past. Joey brought me in. Joe, I was I was doing uh, Access TV with somebody named Larry Davidson on his show. I had my own. I have four shows. I started in Long Island. And Joey was a crew member at one of the public access stations on Long Island. And she saw me and said, I want you to do radio. So she called me one Friday afternoon around four o'clock. And she said, hey, my Friday night uh, drive time guy, my my engineer, not my engineer, my my personality, he's stuck somewhere. He can't get out. I said, Joey, Joey, dear Joey, I drive a sports car. I'm in Great Neck. On a good day, I can get there in 50 minutes. On a bad day in snow, my car will do a fishtail on Middle Neck Road, and it's not going anywhere. I can't. I said, Joey, I'm very excited and honored that you asked me to come. And and Suzanne, I'd never emceed it. I'd never done a radio. I was TV, but I'd never done a whole radio show. The following week, she called me again. She said, my six, six o'clock guy is bailing again. Can you come? I said, Joey, look outside. Now it's five inches of snow. I can't go. And I said, Joey, we have to stop meeting like this. She said, when the snow clears, you come out, bring your calendar. So Larry Davidson and I went out. We sat in Joey's office, out in Patchogue or whatever it was. It was it was not in the office in the little house. And you know where it, yeah, never mind. It was in a dive in a dump. Anyway, um, she sat us down. She said, get out your calendars. I said, what do you want? She said, I'm giving you two radio shows. She said to me, you're going to have a Monday night show. And then you and Larry are going to co-host a Thursday night show. I said, what? She said, we want you to host two, two hours a week on WGBB. That's how it happened, Nancy. Wow. That's so that's cool. That's, that was my, my, my internship basically in radio was WGB. And then I moved to the internet. Thank you for, thank you for listening to my story. I haven't remembered this in years. Let's go to, um, 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 let's see. I'm going to go to number two for you, uh, Suzanne. People sometimes think here, this is one of my favorites. People sometimes think of creativity as arts in music but it is so much more than that. You can be creative in any task you set your mind to if you're willing to think outside the box and solve problems in a different way. Give us some examples, Suzanne, if you will, from, from your life and your career. Go ahead, career. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that um, um, I gave some really kind of tactical ones before, you know, if, if it's a matter of cleaning, you know, how, how you do a spreadsheet or organize organize your house. But I think that, you know, from a creative perspective, especially when you're in the corporate world. So I have a very long corporate background. And sometimes the reason creativity gets stifled in that kind of environment is so many opinions and people tend to sort of do what everyone else thinks should be done. So let's say you've got a customer service issue you've got to solve. Um, people sometimes feel like they need to follow protocol instead of thinking a little bit differently on how you might be able to solve that customer's problem or how you might be able to make that customer's day better or how you might be able to you know, create something different in a product or how you can service someone better. So I think there's those little things and, and perhaps, you know, what we need as people is to celebrate that creative creativity in other people a little bit more. Sometimes in the working world, people get a little competitive sometimes and they, and they don't <laughs> always um, acknowledge the good ideas of others, right? So how do you get people around a room to really celebrate ideas, even if they're not Total, totally possible. How do we get people to celebrate just the, the fact they came up with something different? I like that. Celebrate the fact. We we used to say the squeak, what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. They used yeah. to say in certain levels of corporate, don't speak unless spoken to. Yes. Don't suggest anything. Um, you're welcome to be a member of the team, but we don't want to hear you. You know, like they used to say to kids at a dinner party, don't be seen and 
don't be heard and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, and then we got into this idea of brainstorming and they call it even ideation now where, and uh, design thinking, you both heard of design thinking, yeah. right? Especially Suzanne, you and with corporate where you take people from different disciplines and you have them each contribute to a, a construct or a new idea and bring together something that's a conglomeration of things that were never put together before. Right. And I find that fascinating. I started in my business radio career just by suggesting is working for the biggest business software company in the world. They're based in Germany. I was working in New York and I went to my manager one day. She said to me, somebody from a big radio station wants us to sponsor his show. I said, what does that mean? She said, I don't know anything about internet radio. She said to me in my real business name, but you do. I know you told us you have a couple of radio shows. I said, yeah. She said, would you evaluate it? Well, I gulped because this man had a business show on this station we're on now, but it was on Voice America Business. We're on the Empowerment Channel now. And I looked at the proposal and I gulped and I said to her, give me a week. You're going to like this, Suzanne. I cold called, he's passed away since in a couple months ago, but I cold called the president and CEO of Voice America Radio. And I said, Nancy, you know the New York joke, I, you know, what state, what comes here stays here. You don't know me and I don't know you. That's the old joke about a one hotel room with one bed left in New York. Never mind. Anyway, so I said, this is my name. This is where I work. He said, I've heard of the company. I said, would you help me put together a proposal? I want to start a business radio show. He said, sure, let's talk. I went back to my manager and I said, for 25% of what this man is asking for you to get a couple of 30 second ads and banners on his show, I can start a 13 week show for our big company. We had like 90,000 people around the world. I can take my radio experience and start a show. And we thought about it. We talked to people about it. The Brits said, what? The Germans said, I don't think so. The Canadians said, sounds interesting. The New Yorker said, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, we had a leadership team powwow. She funded me for 13 weeks and I started. The first time I started, the first show was October 5th, 2011. It was called Coffee Break with Game Changers. Two of my guests were in Europe traveling and they forgot the time difference and one guest showed up. I'd done radio enough. I knew how to handle it. I had notes. It was on mobility, mobility with digital mobility for corporations. I said to him 30 seconds before live, I said, Dan, honey, it looks like it's just you and me. Follow my lead. He said, my name, honey, we're okay. It's before me too. We'll do fine. We talked mobility for an hour. I never went back, listened to the show. Second week, the guest showed up. Third week, the guest showed up. Fourth week, my manager called me and she said, I have big news for you. I said, she hates it. She's going to can me the show. And she said, I love it. Go big. You're now funded for 52 weeks of live weekly radio. I said, I don't know if that's good news or not. She said, go big. And it wasn't even my job. It wasn't my full. And I, I developed that show into 48 different radio series over 11 years for, wow. and for other companies around the world. But that Suzanne, is that thinking outside the box? Absolutely. Love it. That's nuts. It was absolutely nuts. That's yeah. how I got into business radio starting in 2011. It was, it's been quite a ride. I'll tell you, let's go to, let's see now. I'm like Nancy. I like number three creativity statement. You say we're all creators. I'll read it for you. We're all creators and need to let the energy of creation flow through us. When we stop the creative flow, we get jammed up, express yourself and allow your energy to soar. Talk about that jammed up. What does that mean, Nancy? That's the big hairball in the pipeline. <laughs> I picked it. Go ahead. And and it's it's about when we are jammed up because sometimes what happens is we're not allowing ourselves to feel feelings. We're not allowing ourselves to, to believe in ourselves. 
there's the not good enough, or I can't do that, or how am I ever going to do go from here to there? And it's not allowing yourself to be in that process and, and learning how to clear those energetic blocks that keep you from being in the creative flow and in the intuitive flow, because the creativity and the intuition go hand in hand. It's, it's all part of the same divine source energy. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I want to do a little departure here, and I want to learn. I realize that mother and daughter Faith and Tommy sent me the same statements, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that they came from Tommy, our fourth grader who couldn't make it today. And I want to read you the four statements. I, I like these. And let's see if we agree with them. We've, we've got about eight minutes left. We're fine. One is creativity is letting your thoughts run freely. I, I like that for a fourth grader. I think that's pretty cool. We're saying these came from Tommy. Uh, creativity is learning from mistakes. Ah, that's a good one. Here's Love another it. one. We will expect this one. We know, we know creativity is thinking outside the box. And here's another one. I don't know where this came from the mother or the daughter. Creativity is letting your mind control your pencil. Suzanne, what do you think of that one? Yeah, I like there's a there's two there that are very similar. That idea of the creativity starting in the mind and really having that freedom to be creative. Yeah. Nancy, what do you think of that one? Well, my truth is I believe creativity starts from the heart. And it's when we're in alignment, body, mind, and spirit, that that energy flows. That's the way I look at it. I think so. And what I want to do is I want to read the quote, Tommy Dobbs, our fourth grader. Oh, she's adorable. She is. I met her at the summit. She was lovely. I was so excited. Maybe they'll come back another time. But the song she picked for her quote was Shakira's 2016 song from Zootopia, from the original motion picture soundtrack. And the song is Try Every... The quote is Try Everything. And here is the song. I took some of the lyrics. I won't give up. No, I won't give in till I reach the end. And then I'll start again. No, I won't leave. I want to try everything. I want to try even though I could fail. Oh, 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 try everything. Oh, 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 try everything. Isn't that lovely? She's, it's so Tommy. She, I mean, that's who she is. She was such an, I, I mean, she's such an amazing child. I, I, she, I, every time we were on together, I just would be in awe of her. And Suzanne, did you meet Tommy and Faith? I did quite. Yeah, we had quite a few sessions together and just loved how they presented their ideas and yep. put herself forward. And yeah, well, I beautiful. want to tell you what's in her bio. I think you'll both like it. Tommy's favorite school subjects include math, reading, writing, and science. She's a STEM girl. She says math is fun. Girls can be good at math. I Yay. love that. And then she said they just need to start early. And here's the part I love. She said she's one of five girls whose goal is to be better in math than five boys in their class. Good for her. Is that something? Is that something? Uh, Her favorite books are, um, let's see, When Stars Are Scattered, Food Fun, an activity book for young chefs. Ooh, that's interesting. The Panda Problem, Story of the Three Little Pigs. She likes the Avatar series, the Amulet series, Philosophy for Kids, Dog Man. She persisted. Matilda, of course. The Mouse and the Motorcycle, I haven't seen that. Ancient Egypt, Mummies, Beautiful Oops, Remarkably Ruby, and a pre-algebra math book. She's in fourth grade and she's studying pre-algebra. How about that? Let me see if I can find one more statement from, uh, let's do it. Hey, Faith is amazing too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, what she's done also is pretty, 
awesome and amazing too. Yeah. So. It, and if anybody wants to check them out, it's Faith, F-A-I-T-H, Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A, Mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com. That's her website. Bringing clean water, sanitation, alleviating low literacy, and eradicating generational poverty. And she is a nurse in Massachusetts where she lives with Tommy, and she's the founder of the Faith Kenya Mission charity organization. I'm really sorry we couldn't get them on the show tonight, but we certainly tried. Nancy, let's see. Let me see if I can find another uh, statement from either one of you that we haven't read yet. Um, Let's go back to the, well, we did the workplace one already with you, Suzanne. Let's see. Arts and music. We did that one. I'm just crossing these off. Oh, here one. Here we go. Suzanne, number four, one of the most important things you can do as a parent is teach your children how to harness their creativity. Take about a minute or so. We're almost out of time. Go ahead, Suzanne. Yeah, so I have um, three children, and they were all um, very close. I have twins, and then their, their brother is only a couple of years older. And so, you know, given the, the three of them at the, at the time, when they were supposed to say they were young, really giving them that free space to be creative, you know, giving them the opportunity to bake and to draw and to do anything that they needed to do, um, rather than organize their time all the time. And I think that that's one of the blessings you can give your children is don't schedule everything in for them. Let them have some downtime so they can figure out themselves what they want to do. And from that, you know, blossomed a lot of great ideas. And everything was scheduled. I remember I had Hebrew school on, I think, Mondays and Wednesdays and um, Girl Scouts on Thursdays. No, piano lessons on Thursdays, Girl Scouts on Fridays. I had, I think I took a horseback riding badge. I did that on Tuesdays. Every day of the week was scheduled. But I, I think I turned out pretty creative. Nancy, how about you? Did Was your life scheduled or not? Some, not not that much. I, and I allowed that exp, um, expression of creativity to flow through. So I loved doing all different kinds of creative things when I was growing up. And that yeah. kept that kept me going. <laughs> And I think it influenced who you are today. Tell us where can people find, we're going to do some shameless promotion here. Nancy, where can people find your new TV show? When, did it start already? Yes? Yes, it is already in gear. It's W4WN.com or Talk4TV.com. And the four is a number, right? Talk4TV. Yeah, yes, the four is a number and it's inspired and empowered living TV show. And it's interactive. So I love having people comment and ask questions. And I'd love people to join. So definitely. There we go. And I also, my website is um, Nancy D, N-A-N-C-I-D.me. N-A-N-C-I-D.me. Yep. And that goes straight to my website. NancyDeutsch.com. It makes okay. it easier to do it on radio. <laughs> Good. To, it certainly does. And Suzanne, where can people find you? Probably the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I'm the only Suzanne Martin-Jones that I know of. Uh, Martin with a Y, so M-A-R-T-Y-N hyphen Jones. And I am doing a research project right now on the importance of goal setting and how to goal set in a different and more creative way uh, for a book that I'm writing. So if anyone wants to contribute to my research, I'd love to hear from them. So how would, in what way would they contribute? What are you looking for specifically, Suzanne? I'm looking for a bet, you know, we're, I'm researching better ways of goal setting than the structured way that it's done in corporate. And so if anyone's got some interesting stories of how they goal set in a different and non-traditional way, I would love to hear from them. 
just checking off each day. I live through another day with that bitch boss. Does that, yeah. that goal setting is I will yeah. survive and I will get out of here in one piece. And I did. And by the way, I was just looking up people I used to work with because I did the annual report. I mentioned to you, they got rid of their agency for the, I had to run the photo shoot, do all the writing. They kept getting rid of people and telling me to do more stuff. It was quite, I learned a lot in five years. Boy, did I learn a lot, but yeah, a little bruised. But anyway, the man who was my angel, who called a recruiter who worked at Penn Plaza and said, help this woman get another job. And I got a, a, a quiet phone call. Uh, we'll help you look just around that five-year cliff. And this man, he's still alive. And he's he's uh, on LinkedIn as uh, the writing the right story, W-R-I-T-E, and he's retired. And I, I found him on LinkedIn. I didn't say hello, but he knows. I found out he was the secret person at the company who helped me get out. And I appreciated that. David Day, thank you. <laughs> Okay, I didn't say that. So it's just, oh, we're just about out of time. So ladies, don't go away. I want to take pictures. So Gabe is our engineer. Everybody say, thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, thank you. All right, ready? Here, we're going to do the closing. Life is short. Break the rules. Well, I think that's what we believe in in creativity. Forgive slowly. Forgive quickly. (gasps) Kiss slowly. Mm -hmm. That was good. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Laugh with me. One, two, three. I keep saying I'll do that at the beginning of the show, but I think it would frighten my guests and never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the real, real closing. Work like you don't need the money because if you do, people don't care. Just do it, get it done and earn it and be an honest day's work. Dance like no one's watching, but they used to watch when I was dancing. I can tell you that. Sing like nobody's listening. I try not to sing. Love like you've never been hurt because right everybody has. Get over it. Move on on live another day let your heart open up again money talks chocolate sings and i stole this line from somebody last but not least thank you for turning me on see you next oh next week is labor day we won't be on live we got a nice replay set up for 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 next week and i'll see you the week after wave goodbye ladies bye gabe Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>